All right, welcome back to WGAM's coverage of Merrimack Hockey. And joining us is Eric Fried. He's calling the game tonight for the CBS Sports Network, Merrimack and Vermont. And Eric should be a pretty good battle tonight to get back into the hockey swing of things. I like how you look down and you saw I've got this official CBS Sports blazer on, which <laughs> I, I can paint the picture for those listening here. I think Jim Nance wore this at the Masters like 15 years ago, and they just found it in the back of the closet and gave it to us. You know, what I like about this game the most is that it's the only one right now on the hockey schedule tonight. So all eyes are on this one. A lot of people are playing non-league, but I love when you turn the calendar, you get right into conference play, and these two teams, I think, have surprised a lot of people. When you look at it and say, whoa, they're in the middle of the pack. So there's something on the line here tonight. As they kind of, and, and I think we'll get that kind of passion, especially in a barn like this where it brings out the best. And I know I, ta- I had a chance to talk with a great kid, Jordan Haywood, this week, and he said he loves coming up here. It's a character building. So I think you'll get the best out of Merrimack tonight. And, and I think the way Vermont's playing, the they're on a roll right now, so it'll be a good test for each team. Yeah, you got a couple of clubs that come in. Merrimack, although they dropped the last game, they're two one and two in the last five. Vermont's on a four-game streak here, and four one and two in the last seven. So both these clubs, you know, it only counts how you win the game, and so it seems like both clubs finding a way to get some points lately. I think. It's all about trying to build momentum. I mean, if you look at Vermont's schedule, you know the last three weeks of the season are going to be very difficult and a huge challenge when you take on the top three teams. So they know they've got to make things count now, whereas Merrimack, I think the one thing they've been holding on to, maybe above all others, is the fact that they've got games in hand on everybody, including the team they're playing here tonight. So uh, those are the things you start looking at once you get into January and February because we all know how vital it is to try to get that seating as high as possible for the hockey's tournament and getting into the hockey's tournament too. Um, talk about the schedule for CBS Sports Network. You guys are carrying a number of games here in the second half of the season. Well, we had, um, I was here, but our crew was at Tate Rink doing Army Robert Morris last night, which was a surprise. Army won 5 nothing. Uh, we'll take a little bit of a break. There'll be more of a kind of central of the country January, but then we get back into it. We'll be, we will be at Merrimack, which I went there Thursday. I hadn't been there in a, in a little while. I forgot my hard hat. <laughs> I think I went. I think I violated four or five OSHA laws just walking it because I'm like, this is how I walk in to Lawler. Um, but we'll have uh, a CBS game uh, at Merrimack uh, against BC. And I think we've got Lowell on the schedule too. So we've got two. We got Merrimack three times, which I think is great because I know that. I mean, I know you guys are Merrimack guys, and it, but Hockey East and getting everybody involved and talking about everybody. Sometimes I think people get so caught up in like, well, BC and BU and UNH, and I understand that they've got national championships at BC and at BU recently. But there's more than that in this league, and I've I've been a big proponent of like. Hey, let's get to Gutterson. Let's get to Merrimack. Let's get Lowell on. Let's get some of these teams. They don't listen to me. They, tr- trust me, I'm not the programming guy, but I have always beat the drum for let's share the wealth. And even if it was a game where I was doing BUBC, I would talk about what's Merrimack doing tonight, what's Lowell doing tonight. So I, I think the CBS schedule this year kind of reflects that a little bit. We get Merrimack on. We get Lowell on. We'll have Northeastern on at the end of the season. So that's good. I mean, we'll still have UNH on, BC on, BU. Those teams get on. But I think it's good to share the wealth a little bit and spread it around. The passion of the fans has a lot to do with the success of this league, I think, too. So when you talk about coming to a building like Gardeson where the atmosphere has always been great over the years and at Merrimack over the last few years, been building as well, and it'd be nice to see that translate on television. I think that's the one thing with Merrimack. I've 
told our production people, it's like, well, you'll want to go check that building out because it's unique. It's a little smaller than some of the other buildings, but it's got character and it'll be packed. And I would be shocked if it's not one of our loudest buildings. It won't be the, the, the biggest crowd just because there's not that much room, but it'll be one of our loudest buildings that we'll be in all year. So we're thrilled about that. Wish the students were here tonight. It's a yeah. little bit different here and at Alphond when the students aren't there to give that little extra energy. Good for Merrimack to be here when the students are on break. But um, I think just when you look at the schedule and say, all right, we're into January, it's a good time. But once we get to that last week of January, students are back, and then you start that home stretch, and it's really great. So that's when we'll really ramp up our TV schedule at that point. You've been following the league for a while, obviously. Uh, you know, anything surprise you this year? Maybe that UNH has been as good as they have been? I think UNH is a surprise. I mean, they're always good. They're always right around 20 wins or beyond. They're always in the hunt for the NCAA tournament. But I think there was a sense of urgency for UNH right from the very beginning this year that, frankly, was lacking maybe last year. And they got off to a slow start. And I think a lot of these hockey teams they look at and say, like, that's non-conference. It doesn't matter as much. But once you start digging a hole that deep, it's hard to get out and hard to build any momentum. That's why tonight's game's important. You want to try to build some momentum. And I think we saw that with UNH. They came right out in the non-league schedule and started flying around and started playing well. And I think it's a little surprising to see them so high in the standings when people may, may not have thought so much. But you see them enough. They've got some talent. And they've got a goalie okay. in Casey DeSmith. So they're, they're, they're a pretty good team. And Maine, uh, we're going to see them in a couple of weeks, three times in a row. You're familiar with them. You've seen them you know, recently. Uh, different team, it seems, from the beginning yeah, of the year. You know, they lost some firepower. Uh, they're trying to figure out what they want to do in goal. It looks like they've kind of settled on Marty Willette. I think they surprised a lot of people by getting a couple of wins down in Florida, scored some goals. Scoring goals have been a problem for them. But they were in a transition year. You know, they had some key guys and Flynn and the Abbots of the world who, who kind of left a big hole that they're trying to figure out, well, who's going to step in and, and, and step up? So I think that trip down to Florida, down to Estero, get a couple wins down there, that was one of those. They've always been a good second-half team. You know, they've had slow first halves, and they turn it on in the second half, so I'd be shocked if they don't make a run and make it into the playoffs. Anything that you see from them, again, just because we're going to see them in a couple of weeks, anything you've seen? I'm your scouting group. Yeah, you are, you are. So so what are they doing that, you know, that's different? I mean, it seems to me like, like I'm seeing some guys get on the score sheet that weren't on the score sheet earlier in the year. The reason that's happening is because they're looking for anybody to step up. Scoring goals has been a huge problem. The biggest shock, I think, for Maine in the first semester was how poor they were on the power play. And this is a program that has led the nation time and again in power play year after year. And they were right around 5 6% the last game we did, which was Vermont-Maine, which was a win for Vermont. And, you know, there's, the expectations are ridiculously high at Maine. They've, they've yeah. put there. You see the national championship banners there, so they start feeling the pressure. They've been really a different team at home. They had to scratch and claw against Mercyhurst in Portland last night. They'll right. be at Alphon tonight. Um, they haven't won at Alphon yet they, tonight. They have really struggled, and they haven't played well at home either. And I think, I'm you know, talking to a couple of their, their kids there when we were up there in December, you start squeezing the stick a little bit. You, know, you start really trying too hard in front of the home crowd and that can snowball on you so they've been a better road team than a home team so you know keep an eye on that if uh, the, the home record uh, has been uh, has, has been pretty poor because they're just looking for somebody to score and it really no one has really stepped up and really done it so Eric I gotta ask you about this uh, hockey East expansion Notre Dame coming in next year is that a good thing for the league I think it's great I mean you took a, you take a look at one of the great teams and brand names that are out there and look where they're in the national rankings right now I think they're a team that you you say wow you know we can add that to our conference and you you put yourself and look at yourself as the best conference in the country I'm mean, you know everything's changing now with the, the whole new conference coming in and how things are going to be aligned and with Penn State coming in but 
Hockey East prides themselves on being the best, and you add a, a program like Notre Dame that's in the national conversation year after year, that's a great plus. Connecticut may take some time and will need some time yeah. to become an elite program, but there's another big school, big New England school, brings in a natural rival for Hockey East, so that will be a great addition a couple years down the line. Well, another big game coming up uh, in our neck of the woods, I'm saying you and I, but New Hampshire people uh, and Manchester, New Hampshire, Merrimack will take on UNH at yep. the Verizon Arena a couple of weeks, so uh, only one appearance for us there a couple of years ago in the NCAA tournament. Didn't go so well. We won't talk about that right now, but... Uh you know, any thoughts or suggestions for us as we well, get ready to head to the Verizon? I think uh, I love when uh, they have college hockey regular season games there. I'll be there for the regionals. I was there a couple years ago to watch UNH and Merrimack. And it was just a great weekend. I think back some of my best college hockey memories was that regional 09, I want to say it was, when uh, Thomas Fortney scored with a tenth of a second to go against North Dakota yeah. in that 6-5 game. And then BU came back the next day on their way to the national championship and, and beat UNH. I mean, that was an amazing, riveting weekend and usually don't get excitement and energy in a, in a quote-unquote neutral site building but that building was loud it was exciting it was yeah. a thrill it was a thrill to have all the Merrimack fans there a couple of years ago and um, anyway, I, I, I've already gone too much into that I'm sorry I take it's that right. back no but <laughs> but what I like just about where Merrimack is I think quite a bit about when Mark Dennehy took that job and where, where the program was and probably a lot of people thought he was crazy yeah. and he's turned it around to the point where they go to the NCAA tournament They've only got two seniors skating tonight, if I'm looking at the line chart the right way, right? So this is a team in transition as well, very young, and bright days are ahead. You know, that, so that, and, but it's not like, well, we got to go down into the single-digit win category for a couple of years and miss the playoffs. No, you, maybe you're not going to be first, second, or third in the league, but you're going to be competitive every single night. So um, that, that's one great thing. And what's great about the league is that there's not just two or three teams. There's a lot of teams that can win on any night. So. Well, Eric, I hear the music here. I think that's yes. our cue. I know you have to prepare, so uh, thanks. You're mad at me. I've got to go take my Jim Nance blazer upstairs and do some pre-production work. So thank you, boys. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. Have a good call. We'll talk to you again thank soon. You. Thank you very much. You too. That's Eric Friesman, our guest here. You're listening to coverage of Merrimack Hockey right here on WGAM, the game.